I'm Jeff. I'm Kia. And I'm Craig. And, and now, now for some chatter. Since the last time we recorded. <clears throat> it's been a bit. Yeah. Uh, I went to California. Craig was on TV. <clears throat> and uh, I don't, what's Kia been up to? I changed nothing. <laughs> I remain consistent. We took down the last of the Christmas decorations. To oh, like yeah. two hours ago. <laughs> right before you showed up, Jeff, we were like, I just noticed that. I was like, oh, the Christmas stuff's off the mantle now. <laughs> it's almost May. Yep. Um, but, you know. Yeah, I, I was on uh, AMC's Comic Book Men. Yes. And, uh, you know, not, not to make a big thing of it, I guess, but I, uh, I get to talk about King Kong. Yeah. That was kind of my, my segment was about selling some uh, old glasses that I had, drinking glasses from the 1976 King Kong. And uh, it wasn't as embarrassing as I thought it was going to be. Like, I was really dreading it, thinking that when it aired, it was going to be, like, I don't know, like, way more awkward. And yeah. uh, I, I don't know, because they made me do several things over again, because I'm not very natural in front of the camera or just <laughs> in general. So... Uh, but no, it, it, it worked out really well. I was really happy with it. So yeah, I really liked it. I don't think I'm, of course, I'm biased because I've known you for like 20 years. Mm. But the uh, I don't know. It was cool to see you on there. I was. It came on when I was in California, and uh, I think you like texted me the next day, and I was like, oh my god! So I like <laughs> watched it on my buddy's TV, and I was like, this is surreal. Like mm-hmm. stuff I watch on TV is like blurring with my real life. Like, <laughs> yeah. One of my best friends is on TV, <laughs> but it's a show that I uh, was, well, and, and I, I like Comic Book Men. It's it's a show I genuinely watch, and uh, obviously I like some of the guys on it. Have a podcast called Tell Them Steve Dave, and I've more or less followed it since it came out. So you know, it's kind of cool to meet these people that I've been sort of a part of my you know pop culture life for seven years, oh, a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. Um, so, and uh, off camera, I got to talk to Walt, the main kind of uh, character, I guess, the main main person on Comic Book Men, yeah. that uh, runs the shop at the Secret Stash in New Jersey. Um, off camera, we talked a lot about King Kong and everything. So, like, a lot of the stuff that we talked about, uh, and some of it they filmed uh, didn't make it to air, because Walt and I talked about, uh, like, our favorite King Kong movies, and mm-hmm. we talked about Son of Kong, and... He kind of threw out some uh, Kong trivia for me, and oh, yeah. I always knew it. Like, it was, like, we were kind of, like, butting heads a little bit about, you know, who knew more about Kong, that, that, oh, yeah. that type of stuff. So, that's cool. yeah, it was, it was fun. Um, I like how, like, <laughs> Ming went along with your uh, yeah. snake penis thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, when I, when I brought up, uh, you know, the 76 King Kong, uh, Kong goes up against, like, a huge snake or whatever. And I riffed on the idea that that was, you know, a phallic symbol or, you know, some kind of symbolism for primal <laughs> nature against, you know, an erection or whatever. Yeah. And uh, me and another guy on the show uh, ran with it, even though it was grasping at straws. <laughs> I had nothing to back it up whatsoever. <laughs> so, He's like, yeah, you didn't notice that? Uh, but yeah, I totally screened it first. I mean, Kia was the only one that knew it was a possibility in my life. Like, I, you yeah. know what I mean? I was like, I think it's coming on tonight. And uh, when we watched it in you know, more or less thought it was okay. That's when I started to tell people mm-hmm. I'd been on it. So. Did you know it was coming on or did, because you said they were supposed to email you before. They never did. No one no one from their production contacted me. I just noticed on the listing 
it said something along the lines of, you know, the guys see an item that brings them back to, a King Kong item that brings them back to 1976 or something like that. Cool. And I was like, oh, that must be me. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, we've been keeping that under our hat since, like, September. Because I remember when you uh, went out there in September. It was August, actually. I was it? Out there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, you sent me, like, some text messages. You sent me, like, pictures of behind the scenes where, like, there's all the snacks they have, you know. Yeah, the green little green room waiting yeah. area. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of fun, and um, I, in retrospect, I'm definitely glad I did it because because when in the moment when I flew out there and I did all this stuff, I was kind of like, this is really elaborate for me just to be on like one segment of a little TV show or whatever. But after it aired, I don't know. It was a good experience. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it's another kind of feather in the hat type of thing too so nice. yeah I thought it was pretty fun too I uh, yeah. it was I mean I watch that show every week that it comes out and uh, you know I see a lot of some of the segments are better than others but I thought yours was actually genuinely really funny and oh, thank you pretty uh, I don't know it was pretty cool it was cool to see like Walt get excited about something that came in where he's like I want that for myself yeah well that and that's something I think I've told both you guys uh, before but um, he uh, he literally bought that himself because as I was leaving, there's apparently documentation you have to sign if the stash purchases something, yeah. like to make it legal, I guess. Uh, but since he paid for it out of pocket, they didn't make me sign anything. They're like, oh no, that really came out of his, you know, that was like literally Walt's money when he bought the items I brought for the show. Um, I will tell you the one thing about this, the whole experience though, it did teach me like about controlling the narrative. Because uh, there were people that knew me from Twitter or, you know, just kind of, you know, friends and everything that were like, oh, you know, Craig was on this show. And then they would show like a very unflattering, like, screen grab of me where I had like 26 chins and, you know, just like that type of thing where obviously I gave them that. So it's not their fault that they used it. But it almost sometimes it felt like like the Tennessee horror guys that I write for mm-hmm. uh, on their Twitter. It almost felt like they deliberately picked the worst possible <laughs> moment. Yeah. They're like, "Hey, it's our writer on Comic Book Man," and yeah. it was just me, like, "Whoa!" You know, it's very <laughs> gross looking. Uh, Do they listen to this podcast? No, I don't think oh. so. They know it exists, <laughs> but I don't think they actually listen to it. Um, they didn't make it this far in. Right, right. Uh, so yeah, I mean. Uh, there was a small lesson there, but otherwise, you know, it was definitely a lot of fun. And I would totally do something like that again, I think. Yeah. It was a little bit more convenient. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit hectic. cool. Like, this season, you were on there, and then earlier in the season, uh, Jay from the Sexy Armpit was on yeah, there, too. Yeah, from Purple Stuff <laughs> Podcast. Yeah, Purple yeah. Stuff Podcast. Like, I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like, it's the, uh, the season of stars. Yes. <laughs> Podcast stars on the rise. <laughs> Uh, Tell us about Monster Palooza. Yeah, I went to Monster Palooza a couple weeks ago. It was really cool. I I went to the one two years ago in 2015. Uh, this is the first time I've been to the one in Pasadena that's at the convention center. But it was it was really awesome. Uh, I uh, went with one of my really good friends, and uh, we, we tried to go on Saturday. I bought my ticket ahead of time, but he was going to buy his at the door, and then it ended up selling out, so we ended up coming back the next day and doing it again, and uh, which actually worked out pretty well because I made a video of all the stuff I saw there and I put it on our YouTube channel, Yeah. but uh, 
I basically used up my entire battery on my phone filming stuff for the video yeah. and then was able to come back the next day and get the rest of it. Uh, I didn't I didn't get everything I saw there. <laughs> I probably picked up. <laughs> but uh that was my stomach growling. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I didn't, I didn't get everything on camera that I saw there, but uh I got a lot of it though. Um the well Yeah, I didn't get any of like the celebrities or anything, but um uh yeah, it's up there if you want to check it out. That that video has done really well so far, by the way. I don't know if you've checked up on its progress or whatever. It's got a lot, it's got quite a few hits for because as of this recording, it's only been up like two or three days. Yeah, um, and it's quite a few hits, and it already has like several comments, and oh, cool. likes, Good. and all Check that stuff. Out. So yeah, I think it's people really kind of responded to it. It's cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like I mean, it's I wish you guys could have been there because it was I, for sure. I mean. Uh, uh, like the mask and everything, all that stuff is really cool, but just like the special effects, like yeah. the creature makeup and everything, yeah. like um, the video definitely made me want to go see it in, yeah. in person. It was really cool. The part that I I didn't get on camera was, uh, you know, the sort of the celebrity people who were there was Kane Hodder was there, mm. and uh, I think it was his birthday that day actually. I think he just turned sixty. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't know if to look at him. He's still like a big buff dude. Uh, but anyway, Kane Hodder was there, and Linda Blair, and um, Heather Langenkamp. Yes. Did she have a lot of people around her? Uh, yeah, when I saw her, she Surely. was like taking pictures with people yeah. and stuff. And then uh, George Wendt uh, was there from Cheers. Which and is still bizarre to me. But <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember what horror movie he was in that I mean, made I, a I, connection. But I guess was he something. lives in Los Angeles, right? So for him, yeah. it's not that big of a deal to show up, maybe. Yeah. But I'm sure his agent was just like... Or he, he is resenting his agent a little bit for, for booking him at a horror convention. I mean, or what is largely a horror convention. I really wanted to go talk to him, though, because um, I actually was just watching Cheers a couple of nights before that. I was like, man, this shit was so good. Like, it really holds up, and he is hilarious on it. Was he in House also? That's what it was, House. Yeah. yeah. I, I vaguely remember him in that, yeah. But then uh, I'm trying to think of who else was there. It was like... Um, Oh, uh, what's her name who plays Elvira? I didn't actually see her, though. I know mm. I she was there. I just know her as Elvira. Yeah. I don't know her as... I don't know her In real life, she has red is. hair. Yeah. I didn't know that, actually. I'm trying to think of... Oh, uh, the Lugosi family was there, and... Uh, uh, what, what's his name? The Carlos, Carlos family? Yeah, Carlos yeah. family was there, too. Do they have people around them? Uh, I didn't really notice a lot of people... Oh, well... I didn't walk through there very much. I just kind of walked through once. Oh, I just remembered. There's a story I wanted to tell you. So while I was there, yeah. um, I'm walking through just like looking at people's art and sculptures and stuff. And I uh, look over to my right and the guy who played Jason in the remake and he was in that movie we watched a few weeks Derek ago. Mears. Yeah. yeah. He was standing there. I was like, oh, it's that guy. And I was about to start talking to him and like people were noticing him and they're like, oh, dude, can I get a picture with you? And he's like, uh, yeah, sure. Mm. He's taking pictures with people and signing autographs. And he like, uh, I was like, oh man, I, I wanted to go up to him and be like, hey, I just watched, uh, I don't feel at home in this world anymore the other night. Like, the movie was yeah. awesome, you know. But uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to him because I, I was like, well, I don't want to like crowd around him. And then later on, I was waiting in line to go into the museum section and uh, he walked by and somebody yelled something at him like, hey, like, where are you signing? Or something like that. He's like, oh, no, I'm just here as a fan. Like, he, was, <laughs> he, 
He was at which one were we at here in Nashville? Full moon. Full moon a couple years ago, and Derek Mears was there, and apparently like no one showed up to his panel. Like like in terms of the people that run it, like there was supposed to be a host and I guess someone to like ask him questions, and they didn't show up. Mm -hmm. So he was just sitting there on stage, and like everyone was sitting in the audience. And he, eventually, at a certain point, he was like, I guess, like, I'm just doing this. And he just started talking, and he ran it himself. Like, oh, he wow. he basically just talked, and it's like, do you guys have any questions for me? We can just riff. And yeah. and, and it was one of those things where we just kind of, like, waltzed into it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah we'll check out see what this guy has to say. Yeah. And he totally won me over, where I was like, oh, yeah. I, I, he's a really cool guy. Like, he just seemed very, you know, appreciative of, yeah. you know, the type of work he does and that's cool hearing that he just went there as a fan that's cool yeah he looked, he seemed like he was having a really good time too like it was it was cool to uh see that you know somebody like that wouldn't be like hey man like right right i'm just trying to like hang out with my friend in here and just, you know <laughs> he was like super cool like you know being friendly with everybody and taking pictures and you know he yeah it looked like he was having a good time it was cool and, and he just randomly pops up in things because I, I remember uh he's in like gangster squad from like oh, a really? like the Ryan Gosling Sean Penn thing, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just like one brief scene where they beat the shit out of him. It's, it's, <laughs> so I was like, is that the, it is him? Like I, you know, he has like little roles like that every now and then, almost yeah. like stunt work, I guess. Yeah. You know, uh, where they just need a big bruiser guy to you know yeah. get beat up, I guess. So, so um, I, was, I was telling you earlier that uh, uh, what's his name, Dick Miller was there, mm-hmm. and uh, he's got a ponytail now. Just so everyone knows. <laughs> Who do you think was like the biggest draw there, in terms of? I think it was definitely Kane Hodder. He had a really, like, yeah, he had like really yeah. long line, which I was surprised because I I've seen him in other. I feel like he goes to a lot of these yeah. things, yeah. And I'm looking, I'm like, is this? Now, which Jason really? was he? He's like the original, right? No, um, but he's played Jason the most times okay. of any actor, so I think he's pretty sure he's seven, eight, and nine and ten. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the run that he had. And he was in, uh, what was that movie? Hatchet? Hatchet, that's yeah. right, yeah. That's definitely his second win, I mean, because that's yeah. been three movies in now, so, yeah. um, for sure, yeah. Yeah, he was Jason in the, he was Uber Jason in that. Right, <laughs> in that Jason X, he was, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that's, that's interesting, I would have thought a lot of people before him, I mean, Kane yeah. is great, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, it just seems like. Yeah, we saw him out one that time we were going to the the tenderloins yeah impractical jokers impractical yeah. jokers he was just there show. he was there yeah. so i guess huh. he's an impractical jokers in nashville fan. which is kind of odd but does he live around here not that i know of huh. weird mm. he yeah, may he, have just uh, been passing through i don't know he had a long line it, it was also his birthday so maybe that had something to do with it but that's also, a good point yeah yeah i'm trying to think i don't really know of any like huge celebrity about linda there, blair though. Uh, I didn't really notice. Like in that mm. hallway, like when I got there, we made a point to get there like right when it opened to kind mm. of beat some of the crowd. So there wasn't too many people around there when we got there. And then um, before we left, though, is when I noticed the line for Kane Hodder. And then it just seemed like a ton of people were just kind of milling around in that area because they were all in like one hallway. Mm. Um, oh, excuse me. Saw the Kyoto brothers there. They had some of their puppets and stuff. They made a, what is that? Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, mm. and uh, this it was funny because my buddy that I was with overheard some guy talking to him, and you could tell the guy he just wanted to. He didn't have anything to say to him, so he was like kind of grasping at straws, and he was like, "So, uh, what? Uh, 
what made you think of doing clowns? <laughs> He's like, uh, you know, just thought it would be cool to do something different with a, you know, something that's normally something funny to put it in a different context. And he's like, oh, cool. What made you think of uh, outer space? <laughs> he was like, um, I mean, he was like friendly to the guy, but you could tell he was just like, I, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> but I don't know. It's pretty funny. Because my friend walked over and was like, did you hear what that guy was just saying? <laughs> Um, did you see, by the way, the uh, the Gremlin puppets? There's a guy, or there, I forgot what the artist's name is off the top of my head, but uh, Trick or Treat Studios. Right. They're yeah. about ready to have, uh, like they're taking pre-orders for yeah. these really, I mean, they look fantastic, these Gremlins puppets. Yeah. I don't know if you saw them I, in person. I'm pretty, yeah, I did. They were, I think they're in the video. Yeah, actually. they are, but I, I didn't know if you actually, you know, like. Yeah, I didn't actually, like, touch them or anything, right. but they were, uh, there were whoever the guy I forget the guy's name but he was, his table was right next to uh, Justin Mabry's and because um, they both do stuff for Trigger Heat Studios yeah uh, but yeah they're huge too they're like this big or I don't know how big yeah I mean it's it's, it's basically tall. they call it, they label it a puppet prop so I think it's supposed to be right, basically up to the specs of yeah. the actual puppets they use in the movies um, it looks like it, it looks like screen used almost I mean it looked really good Russ. Uh, Luke, Luke, Lukic. I don't know how if that's how you pronounce his name. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah. No, I've been. It's one of those things where I keep pulling up the page, looking at it, going like, I really want this, but yeah, what am I gonna do with it other than put it on the yeah, it's, it'll <laughs> the be just standing somewhere around here, I guess. But yeah, I think uh, it's really cool. A friend of mine uh, that I was with, uh, <laughs> he walked over to me and he was like. Um, Man, there's something here I really want to buy, but I know if I do, my wife will just put it in the garage. And, mm. uh, I was like, what is it? He's like, come here, I'll show you. And we walk over, and he shows me this chimpanzee, and it's wearing a crown, and it's got a bra on, and like a skirt. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely goes in the garage. Yeah, he's, That's he's like, from the office, honey. He yeah. was like, uh, he's like, isn't this thing awesome? I was like, that is hilarious, man. Like, And I like, I remember before... You know, they got married uh, before they started even started dating. He would have like like weird, kitschy, cool stuff like that right. like, all over the place in the house. Uh, but now it's like, yeah, you're not gonna <laughs> be able to display that. <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> though, honestly, funny, that's, though. That's <laughs> I think it's in the video as well. So, <laughs> does anyone else have anything to chatter about? No. <laughs> Thus ends the chatter. <laughs> I'm Jeff. I'm Kia. I'm Craig. And, and we, we just watched A Nightmare on, on Elm Street 2. Something terribly special for the new kid on the block. It started to happen again. 
gotten in trouble. You've had some scary dreams, okay? Help! Daddy can't help you now. There's something inside him. Fight him! You are not afraid of him. He doesn't even exist. Freddy Krueger is back on Elm Street. Get out of here, Lisa! Fight him! Watch out for him. He'll be in your neighborhood soon. A Nightmare on Elm Street, Part 2. Freddy's Revenge. Uh, so, for the record, we did not watch this together. Jeff watched it separately. Mm-hmm. Yes, I watched it in Ms. 1986. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're going from memory when you were uh, four years old. <laughs> yes, we watched it separately. Jeff watched it in Kentucky and we watched it in Tennessee. Um, <laughs> I would like to read the synopsis. Do it. Mix it up a little bit. So here, here's the, the, this is the sequel to the original Nightmare on Elm Street, released in 1985. Jesse Walsh, played by Mark Patton, moves with his family into the home of a lone survivor from a series of attacks by dream-stalking monster Freddy Krueger, Robert England. There, Jesse is bedeviled by nightmares and inexplicably violent impulses. <laughs> it turns out Freddy needs a host body to carry out his gruesome vendetta against the youth of Springwood, Ohio. While Freddy gains influence, Jesse and his girlfriend, Lisa, Kim Myers, race against the clock trying to figure out what's going on. What's going on? What's going on? Uh, so yeah, that's the basic gist of A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Yeah. So... This is your first time seeing it, right? Yeah. This it, is Jeff's first time seeing this and, movie. And I think the reason I picked it uh, is basically because we watched Jason X last time. And for a lot of people, that's the rogue entry in the Friday 13th uh, franchise. Yeah. Because it's just so out there and everything. Uh, and for most people, A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, is the rogue entry in the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Yeah. Because it's really detached from everything else. There's no continuity yeah. Um, nothing from this movie is picked up elsewhere in the series, whereas the rest of them kind of interlock a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this movie tries to introduce all kinds of things to the mythology of Freddy Krueger yeah. that are immediately dropped. Like, they're never brought up again in later sequels. So Yeah, that was confusing the hell out of me when I was yeah. watching it last night. Because the whole time I'm watching it, I was like, wait, it, it, this guy's not asleep. Like, how is Freddy showing up? Is he asleep, or is... At what point are they going to show him waking up? Like, oh, this is a nightmare? Like, Freddy just shows up even when people aren't sleeping and dreaming about him. Yeah. And uh, that was really confusing me. I never even thought about that until I, like, looked up trivia on IMDb, like, 20 minutes ago. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. as many times as I... I definitely didn't put that together when I saw it as a kid. And every time I've seen it, I ne- that never once dawned on me. Like, okay. why, how, never. Well, that's what Some um, someone on Instagram, when I posted about this on our social media arm, I, I mentioned that we were going to talk about this movie tonight. And someone on social media, Paul Bailey Studio, um, commented, he said, Jesse had the power to bring other people into his nightmares. Mm. Freddie never actually came into the real world. I don't know exactly what he means by that, but mm. I, I guess he's implying that Jesse, the main... You know the protagonist yeah. uh, 
he has his own set of powers, and it's kind of, it's never explicitly stated, but maybe he's the one that's kind of drawing Freddy out or whatever. That's not the other way around. Um, I didn't pick up on that. But he's but, pulling Freddy into the dream world. That's what, that's what the comment says. Well, he, he said... Freddy into the real world, right? Yeah, so Jesse had the power to bring other people into his nightmares. Oh. He said Freddy never actually came into the real world. I, I don't agree with that, though. But at the pool party, that's... Yeah, that it sure seemed pretty damn real, yeah. right? Yeah. And I was... Oh, the, oh, oh. I'm sorry. Well, on the trivia, and you might... Well, not... Uh, you're, you're one of your coworkers who saw the um, Never Sleep Again documentary, right? Yeah. It talks about how um, Robert England and the cast and crew struggled with that pool scene because he was killing people while they were awake and it didn't make sense to them. It didn't even make sense to, like, Robert England. Which is yeah. interesting to me because I always thought that was a cool scene and it never once dawned on me that it doesn't make sense. But, so I definitely think that that was in the, that wasn't a nightmare. That was, like, the real world. Well, somehow. the whole concept is that uh, Freddy wants to take over a human body, right? So wouldn't it make sense that he would be in the real world? Like, he's taking over Jesse's body. That also made sense to me. So. And I guess transmorphing <laughs> into how he looks. So, I, I don't know how that works. Yeah, that's but. what I was wondering. So, like, in that pool scene, is everyone seeing Jesse? Are they seeing oh. Freddy? Because like it didn't seem it didn't seem like Freddy was in Jesse's body at that point. He was just like, "What's up, everybody? I'm Freddy." You know, he's like, "You're all my well, children and, and now." When, and then he like when when Freddy makes the the true hmm. transformation when he pops out of Jesse, yeah, he literally just comes out of him too, right? I mean, uh, Jesse's friend, yeah, uh, the jock or whatever, uh, seems terrified. I mean, it's not hmm. like. Yeah, it's not like a werewolf situation. Yeah. I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's not like Jesse's body turns into Freddy. It's like Freddy comes out of Jesse. But it's, the I weird thing is, like the next scene, Jesse is fine. Yeah, like, his body isn't like busted apart or anything, and like Freddy's there and he's like, "You killed him." But then it seems like Jesse was the <laughs> one that it was like getting would get the blame for killing his best friend and then also right. killing the the, the weird S and M teacher guy, and then. Uh, but, then the way the movie ends is like everything's hunky dory, and there was no like, hey, we gotta explain how these people died, and like you were the only one there, and like right. how is he not? I don't know. I'm having like all these questions as I'm watching it. But yeah, I never had these questions until I always just took it for what it was. <laughs> yeah, and now I have so many questions. Well, you, Kia, mm. you as the the Freddy Krueger mm-hmm. kind of affectionado, mm-hmm. if I said that right. Um, how, what's your impression of this movie? Like, like watching it again, you know, kind of with a more critical eye. I mean, how did you feel about it? I still don't watch it with a critical eye. I didn't get critical until I saw the trivia on IMDb. <laughs> I still just took it as this is the second installment of a fantastic right. franchise. Well, I it, never once thought about how it might it might not make sense. Never, it never dawned on me. But now, in all fairness, though, and I still don't understand it. It really doesn't make that much damn sense. I mean, it doesn't hold up to much, very much scrutiny if you're really trying to understand it. But in terms of it just being a fun, uh, scary movie, I mean, th- there's some great iconic lines from Freddy Krueger in this. Yeah. Oh, uh, you are all my children now? Yeah. I mean, and, uh, you've got the body and beautiful. I've got the brain. Yeah, I mean, there's some, you know, some nice moments there. Um, there's some spooky shit in this movie. The dogs that guard Freddy's lair that have like human faces. <laughs> you think it's hilarious? I yeah. thought it was pretty okay, gruesome. Like thing. Halloween masks on a <laughs> I dog. thought that was scary. Here's the thing. But here's I... the thing. Here's the thing. 
seeing and we were talking about this while we were watching the movie. Yeah. If you seeing a scary movie, seeing horror movies as a kid is totally mm-hmm. different than seeing it as an adult. Mm-hmm. As an adult, it's not nearly as exciting because you know it's CGI, you know it's fake, all this stuff. But seeing that as a kid terrified me. Like I thought that school bus thing when they were stuck on the rock, I thought that was real, mm-hmm. and I have to go get on the school bus the next day. So what in the world yeah. is going on? Well, I, so I think there's something to be said for that opening sequence, though, because you know when, when we open up on Freddy Part Two, we have um, the protagonist Jesse gets on the school bus. It's daytime. It's bright and sunny. Yeah. And uh, it's it's in a familiar place when you're a kid. It's like the school bus. You know, it's it's a thing that you relate to. And then to see it all go to hell um, so early on in the yeah. film, uh, that was pretty scary, right? Because you're so used to the aesthetic of a horror movie. It's nighttime, it's spooky, there's spooky music. It like gives you all these cues and you build into it. Whereas this was just like front street, you know. Uh, like I, I think I vaguely remember seeing this as a kid and being yeah. kind of scared by the idea that it was during the day. Right. And, That's what's so know, awesome about Nightmare on Elm Street. When you really think about it, a lot of stuff and other... Um, and other um, uh, like franchises, fran- no, not other movies in Nightmare on Elm Street's franchise mm. happens during the day too. People fall asleep during class and they right. have a nightmare. So there's really no like off button for Freddy Krueger because you can fall asleep at any time. So <laughs> and anywhere he can get you anywhere it's funny, at any time of the day. It's funny that you say that too because as an adult, uh, sleeping is my biggest escape. Yeah, that's probably, that's like when I you know that's that's when you're nothing's gonna happen to you. I mean, I guess you could die in your sleep or whatever, but, <laughs> but that's almost preferable, right? Yeah. So uh, it's it's kind of like uh, like there is something scary about the idea, you know, that someone could attack you, you know, when you're at your most vulnerable, right? Yeah. And it's even more interesting as a kid because I I don't, I don't know, like I feel like Nightmare on Elm Street is just. I mean, I can't describe it. I mean, I, I think they're all really good, but I also saw them when I was young and at that age the that was perfect it, yeah. for it. Yeah. So, so even though number two might be the bottom of the totem pole and has some issues, like I still love it because it scared me when I was younger and you're all my children now. Is, <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. So, and that's when I met him. That's what I had him sign. Kia, you're my child now. So... <laughs> And I am. Oh, he was there too. I am his child. Was he? Yeah. I forgot. About he should have had the biggest line. Are you kidding me? I didn't actually oh, see him, but I know he was supposed to be Heather there. Lane camped together. What? what? Did they reenact the bathroom <laughs> scene? <laughs> what? No, too much? Okay. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> yeah I, I definitely remember as a kid, uh, whenever, you know, that TV show Freddy's Nightmares came on. And right. Like, uh, Freddy Krueger was like... Uh, he was a star in and of himself, not even like just Robert England, but the character was a star, kind of like how, you know, Paul Rubens was Pee Wee Herman, but Joel knew him as Pee Wee Herman. Like, uh, so I remember as a kid being like watching, seeing Freddy on TV and stuff like that and being like, it makes you afraid to go to sleep when you're a kid because you're like, if I go to sleep, like there's, he could come to get me, you know? But then your parents are making you go to yeah. sleep. Yeah, it's school tomorrow, go to bed. <laughs> But then, but then uh, I have to ride the school bus. But that, uh, uh, I I like the Freddy, the look of Freddy in this too. Like he looked scarier to me than he did in some of the other ones I've seen, where he's like he looked all like glistening, like wet, and his... he almost looked like a crone, like a like an old school witch, you know. Yeah. That's kind of like some of the 
for like his profile, especially, I thought looked kind of like that. Um, I mean, what, why do you think that they dropped a lot of the threads from the original film? Because the 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 kids, uh, him getting revenge on the kids for his their parents killing him, mm-hmm. that was totally dropped. Like that wasn't even really brought up that much for the most part. It, they kind of focused on the idea that uh, the character that Heather Lynn, Nancy, that that Nancy used to live in this house and she went crazy and she saw her boyfriend get killed across the street by this guy named Freddy Krueger. They they kind of, they went into that stuff, but they didn't really expand on the idea that, you know, other kids in this neighborhood, like he's trying to get revenge on them or whatever. It seemed more just like, you know, this guy was just the unlucky one who moved into the same house after she moved out. Yeah, yeah. That's the only really returning thread is the idea that they're, they're in the same house. And also, they retconned some stuff, too, right? Because uh, they made it seem like Freddy worked at some factory uh, with a furnace and everything. Right, and yeah. that, that was not in the original film. It was all about the boiler room in the school. That's where he mm. did a lot of his yeah. mm. dastardly deeds with children and stuff like that. They definitely so. went off. Yeah, yeah. That it's like they didn't even watch the original film or something. They just kind of <laughs> like, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Was like I was watching it last night and just being so confused about like I, was, I think I need to rewatch the first one because I'm, I thought he mm-hmm. could only come out when you're sleeping or come get you when you're sleeping. So when you're awake, you're fine. But like, and then you know, like you're saying with all that stuff is like, uh, it didn't really connect for me. And then. Um, I was thinking, like, this almost seems like a movie where the director, whoever wrote it, was like, uh, I don't have time to watch the first movie. He had somebody <laughs> just, like, tell him what We gotta print some it. money, assholes. Yeah. Like, that movie was huge. We gotta make another one. Tell me what happened to the first one. Like, <laughs> oh, this guy, Freddy Krueger's face is burned. He comes and he starts killing kids. Killing kids. All right, let's do that. All right. Uh, guy moves into the house and then, uh, here, you know, he does a weird <laughs> dance in his bedroom and then, you know, you know, uh, that's, uh, that was my favorite part, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that's actually, uh, so... Uh, how did you feel about uh, some of the? Well, first of all, let me let me just say like so you're you're describing uh, the dance sequence where uh, yeah. Jesse that's his name right mm-hmm. Jesse uh, is told by his father who is uh, Clue Gallagher I think is his name his yeah. dad is really awesome in this movie I think I, I thought yeah. that he was hilarious. Um, but Jesse's dad tells him, you know, we've, we've moved in here a long time ago. You need to unpack your stuff before you get to go out and hang out with this girl that, that you're, you know, excited to go hang out with. And the dad is Ferris Bueller's dad, which I didn't Oh, know. right, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, he was... Well, he was another person. Yeah, he was the friend's dad. Yeah. Oh, he's a Ferris Bueller's dad. Okay. Well, never mind. Ferris Bueller's dad was the friend's dad on, in... The, yeah. He wasn't Jesse's dad. He was the yeah. other guy's dad. The guy who was Okay. You're right. Sure. I'm wrong. Okay. That's absolutely correct. Apology accepted. Sorry. <laughs> um, but no, like, uh, he, you know, Jesse does like a really, like for whatever reason, cleaning up involves him dancing like in a very... Uh, erotic way. Yeah, it's somewhat erotic. <laughs> just, it's playful erotic, though. Yeah. It's like, and it's know, the type of music. It's not like... What's the song again? I don't know. It's like by some pre-CNC Music Factory type. Right. Yeah, it, was, it was like a hit song because I knew I was like singing along with it. Oh, you knew the song? Oh yeah, it was like I, a I song in the eighties too. <laughs> but he, yeah, he's where he puts on the baseball or the, the cap and he's got those eighties oh sunglasses that don't have lenses. They have like, right, the lines right, across. The flaps. Yeah. And then he's got something that he's like holding in front of his crotch. I'm pretty sure it's a. Uh, 
It's like a hairbrush or something like that, right? Because I thought something like popped out of the end when they walked in. He's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, telling you. You made that up. Maybe. No, you got to go back and watch because something pops out of the end of it and they walk in. They're like, oh, hell. Oh, sorry. I didn't know you were there. I, uh, uh, it's a Touch great... me all night long by oh, the yeah. Touch me, baby. Oh, me crazy. So maybe it makes sense that they played that song if it was that popular. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> that that ties into the poll that I had for today. Uh, which horror film contains the best dance sequence? I, I put, got my answer. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I put Freddy Two, Jesse's Waltz, uh, Friday the Thirteenth, uh, Crispin Glover's uh, really oh, wacky yeah. dance that he does. Uh, I have a screen grab of that, Kia, for you, because I didn't think you know what I was talking about. No. It's Crispin Glover. Okay. It's very, you know, erratic, like, one. craziness. Um, and then I picked uh, Troll 2, uh, the dance oh. sequence the, the sister does. <laughs> my my pick is not, didn't make the list. Oh, no, oh, I just picked three random ones. Oh, okay. um, we had uh, quite a few votes, and uh, 50% voted for Friday 13th, uh, Crispin Glover's dance, whatever. Hmm. Uh, but Jesse came in second at 39%. So Cool. Uh, wh- what about you, Kyo? You said the one you I one. liked. I like the one from Friday the 13th as much as I don't care about Friday the 13th. But <laughs> the one where they're at, where they at, they're at the um, like the home or some. It's the one where I think Freddy is is like um, trying to like possess someone. I think. Remember, there's one where Freddy is like trying to. He's jumping from like body to body or something like that, right? What, Jason. Jason. Yes. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Jason goes to hell. Yeah. Is that the one where they're they're like at a at a where the girl does like the uh, break dancing dance that she does? I don't think so. I don't remember. Oh, well, I don't know. They're all the same. But this there's. A- <laughs> I like how you're like I have the one and you don't have any idea what you're talking about. At I all. do know. I don't know which one it is because they are literally the same movie thirty times. But this one, she's like in her room. She has blonde hair. She's in her room and she's like. Doing like the robot or something. She's always like practicing her dance moves. Her name might be Kristen. Yeah, you. Okay. I think that was Troll Two. Oh my! Oh my God! <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth. Well, next time you say, "I have the perfect one." I just gave you, you exactly know what, what it is. Um, here's some responses we had from listeners. Um, at Batcat Thirty Seven, uh, the Beetlejuice uh, dinner scene where they do the. Uh, oh, of course, that's good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the what is it called? Um, um, yeah, yeah, the whole thing, right? Break dance. I'm sorry, it's the break dance lesson. Um, Friday the Thirteenth Part Five, part which five. is not at all the one where you were, you were talking about where you jumps around. And don't they all running. run together? Sorry, I, I accept your apology. At that baseball, Joe. The weird cleaning room dance scene in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. He also picked Jesse. Nice, nice. So, uh, and then the, someone else, uh, we have uh, at Dahmer Ebooks, <laughs> uh, <laughs> picked uh, Calvair. There's a movie called Calvair. I looked it up. There's apparently like a really gruesome uh, bar scene that involves like a little dance sequence or yeah. whatever. Like so a, this, is, this is horror movies, right? That's the 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 poll was for horror movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. Which horror film contains the best dance sequence? Yeah. Ex Machina does not technically count as a horror movie, huh? <laughs> no, but I know exactly Dang what you're talking about. <laughs> that would be the that, best that, that dance. Is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should just de facto <laughs> make that one. <laughs> yeah. um, 
Yeah, for some reason that reminds me of the back to the movie where yeah. uh, Jesse goes into that weird bar. Uh, it's like sort of like a weird. Yeah, right. It's wearing like spikes and stuff, but then the 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 coach is there in some yeah. weird leather shirt <laughs> thing. Yeah. And all the time I'm thinking like this is this must be a dream sequence, but he never like wakes up or anything. No. And then he gets like attacked by balls <laughs> and like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we were like at first I thought I think going into it I remembered it as being a dream sequence, mm-hmm. but then when they go to the the gym, I'm like, oh, the coach is still there like in assless chaps, and it's like that's basically what he was in. But there's yeah. dream so, elements there, uh, so I don't I don't know what the hell we're supposed to really think. I mean, yeah. I guess it happened, right? Like as yeah. we saw mm-hmm. it. Because, I mean, the police show up, and the coach is dead in the shower, so... Yeah, and he gets his butt spanked with the, by, like, ghost towels or whatever. That's, yeah. And the police and then, walk him home, so he was... Yeah, which, yeah, because he, because Jesse so, was the one that clawed him up with the I guess. thing, right? Or was it Freddy? It was Freddy in the movie. Yeah. Like, that's what we it saw. It was Freddy in the yeah. movie, but then isn't that the part where the steam clears and it's Jesse with the glove right. on his hand? Yeah, and yeah. it has that, like, womanly scream. Yeah. So maybe maybe <laughs> this movie, maybe every time they get killed or they see someone, maybe it is literally Jesse with a glove on his hand. But yeah, the maybe, viewer sees the... the yeah, it's like the quantum, audience quantum leaf style. Maybe this movie so, is deeper accidentally. So what are the rules? <laughs> so there's a chance that this movie is just like a kid moves into a house that has a bad history. He gets freaked out by it and he starts acting out on it. And he's going around doing all these crazy things in Freddy's name, maybe. Yeah. And yeah, it's all like his, just in his head. Yeah, like, in his mind, Freddy's the one doing it, but it's yeah, really him. He's just really fucked up, basically. Yeah. And his, That's an interesting... The movie makes perfect sense. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like it too in the movie um, when the... Uh, you know, they're having the party for the red-headed girl who looks mm. just like Meryl Streep. <laughs> like, this trivia on IMDb says that's why she was cast. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I said that when I was watching, I was like, she looks like a red-headed Meryl Streep. Yeah. Uh, and I actually looked her up on IMDb, too, and I was like, wow, she's held up really well. Like, she looks, mm-hmm. she still looks really, really pretty in, uh, even today. But um, that's beside the point. She uh, So they're having the party, and everyone's... It's funny, but everybody at the party goes dead silent. They're just, like, standing there watching the parents' bedroom window. And then as soon as the light goes off, they're like, Let's make as much noise as possible! <laughs> I said the same you thing. Know? But at least they acknowledge that because the parents yeah. immediately were like, What is what, yeah. what are they And doing? the mom's like, listen, they're kids. Get over it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the parents like, are trying to chaperone this party. Yeah, it's terrible it's very, it's very buttoned down. And then as soon as they leave, so yeah, they try to So are we going it. to talk about the obvious with Nightmare on Elm Street too. We're talking about the homoerotic yes. overtones and I guess BDSM is that what it's yeah. called? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's pretty funny that uh, I don't know. At points, I'm thinking like it's is it supposed to be subtle or are they just is this like a thing we're supposed to pick up on or? On trivia on IMDb, it says. David Chaskin deliberately wrote the screenplay to contain homoerotic subtext, but the director didn't know it. Oh, okay. Because I watched, I, I've seen the documentary about the whole franchise. Yeah. And actually, after I watched the movie last night, I went back and watched that segment. And some people seem like, oh yeah, we totally put that in there on purpose. And other people are like, I had no idea. Mm. But, yeah. Uh, Again, watching it as a kid, I had no idea. Right. And yeah, I don't I think I even knew about it until, I think Craig might have mention it to me so within like the last couple of years I you know but yeah. now but going back and watching it we picked up on so many so many things I, I will say though I mean as funny as 
because uh, <laughs> because it's not even subtext. I mean, it, it's just front street to right, me. Like yeah. well, watching it as an adult, I mean, uh, like you mentioned, Jeff uh, Jesse has a very feminine scream, which to me, I, I'm shocked that the director didn't have any say in this because <laughs> it sounds like the. I mean, to me, it seems like the director had would have to direct a man, a young man, even to say like, hey. Make the screen falsetto. Like, don't go like ah. Like, yeah. do like a ah. You know, like, you, like there's a difference in pitch. You know, yeah. and that's what he always goes for is kind of a feminine scream or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then the dance sequence and on the door uh, of yeah, Jesse's no room, allowed. no chicks allowed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's like on, on one level, it's it's kind of stereotypical stuff a, a, a teenager would have, like a young teenager maybe, mm-hmm. but. Uh, well, and also Jesse, when it early there's an early sequence where he's in PE with his buddy, which I've forgotten the guy, the character's name, uh, but uh, his his friend, uh, he and his friend get in a fight, like a kind of a playful fight or whatever. Oh, yeah. And his friend pulls down his pants, and we see Jesse's bare ass, like he yeah. has a jock strap on, but his ass is just hanging out. Yeah. And that's his fighting method. For whatever reason, it's like, oh, we're gonna fight. Well, fuck you! And he like pulls down his pants, <laughs> and then they they grab each other and roll around with each other while his pants are still down yeah. and the coach breaks them up you know yeah. like uh, otherwise I guess they just would have kept going at it like you know with one guy's pants off yeah. and then it cuts to them in the shower together and it's just kind of like this is you know I don't know I don't it know it was a weird relationship they had with each other yeah. because they were like best friends but they were like physically fighting with each other yeah. but then you know yeah, if you didn't know better, you would think that he was supposed to be a bully of Jesse's. But yeah, but it turns uh, out he's like his best buddy. Right. Like, but they just he's a new, he's new to school, so I guess oh, maybe yeah. he doesn't have like a true best friend yet. Yeah. I mean, it's more like de facto friend, I guess. But um, On IMDb, it also has trivia where it says the actor that played Jesse viewed his character as a closeted gay man. And, and the actor is gay, too, correct? Yeah. yeah. Um, but so, I mean, I guess obviously, like when he was playing the character, that's how he viewed it. And it's interesting because when he was in a... Like the pool, the room, pool house, pool house yeah. like making out with her. And as mm-hmm. soon as like something happens, he's like, oh, he like leaves her and like goes to his friend's house. Yeah. And the friend is like obvious. He's like, so you left her to go hang out with me. So watching yeah. it as an adult, it does seem like they yeah. knew what they were doing. If not that, yeah. if the director didn't know, I don't see how he couldn't have known. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely, <laughs> you know, watching it last night, I was like, I kind of figured that, oh, I think this character is supposed to be like, you know, gay, but maybe he doesn't realize it yet, or he's still working through that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I yeah. mean, it is pretty great that you know the sequence where he has insomnia and uh, he just wanders out of the house, and then he just appears at this BDSM uh, bar. <laughs> yeah, it's like like he walked there apparently, like like it's it's so close to his house that he can just yeah. like you know yeah. saunter up, uh, <laughs> and it's so. Uh, you know, he just walks up and he's like, I'll have a beer, you know, and they give it to him. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and they give it to him in like a cocktail glass, yeah, too. <laughs> yeah. It's a very strange bar. I mean, yeah. you know, and uh, I will say, as funny as the coach sequence is, you know, that leads into the gym and when Freddie or Jesse as Freddie yeah. attacks the coach, um, it is hilarious, right? I mean, it's in the shower, he gets yeah. stripped down, he gets attacked by balls. Yeah. Uh, the, the jump ropes, you know, right. uh, tie him up, and, and 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 for whatever reason, the coach only says no the whole time, <laughs> and he's he a, keeps chewing his gum. Yeah, too. he's chewing yeah. gum the whole time, and he's like, no, 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 like he's just—that's all he says the whole time. Like I would be, 
Like, if that was happening to me, I'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake, somebody, oh, fuck. Like, I mean, there'd be more, yeah, there'd be more to it. But he's just like, no, no, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. You know, getting strung up or whatever, right? Please, don't, yeah. stop. It is, please don't stop. It is, <laughs> <laughs> what is that you're going to put in me? No, but like. As funny as it is, as silly as it is, it was actually pretty intense when uh, Freddy actually did the deed. And uh, no. <laughs> comes over with the glove and like rakes his back. Yeah. I thought it was really gruesome. And, yeah. and kind of like the fact that he was uh, helpless in that scene. Like he's stripped down naked and he has, yeah. you know, his arms are bound. And then as Freddy just rakes him across the back. I thought it was one of the better kills in the franchise, actually, actually where I was like, that's terrifying to me. I don't know if that yeah. says more about my weird, you know, weirdness <laughs> or whatever. But um, and maybe it was because I was laughing so much, you know, or like thought it was so funny leading up to it. And then when it actually, you know, like, gets oh, to brass tacks, yeah. it's kind of like, oh damn, like that's well, it's like brutal. the like the quintessential like uh, Freddy Krueger like marking like yeah. like yeah. he actually slashes instead most of, of the time featuring, it's yeah. more intricate how he kills people <clears throat> right and this is just like straight basic. up does it yeah. yeah it's also weird when he was getting attacked by the balls that he didn't try to leave the room at all like stuff starts flying up the shelves <laughs> he and he's just looking at it he like, would look yes he would weird. look and then he would continue to chew his gum he didn't look right? too concerned like he yeah. was not concerned that balls are literally coming at his face yeah I mean yeah and he's like basketball oh, was the balls again <laughs> I had a dime for every time this happened. <laughs> Do you think they did that intentionally? Like, no. And it's it's also weird. So Maybe they realized it wasn't that scary, and they're just like, "All right, let's just ratchet up like the funniness or the." It's also weird. He finds a student at a bar, and then immediately is just like, "I'm gonna make you run laps right now." Well, he takes wild. him to school and like leaves on the leather. Weird outfit. It's like, like, what authority <laughs> did he have to do that? It's after yeah. school hours. Even the most obedient school, I mean, obedient student, I think, at age 16, mm-hmm. like, if, 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 he, if you ran into your teacher at fucking 1 o'clock in the morning at a bar, and the teacher's like, you need to go back to the gym and do laps, like, I think any kid in the world would be like, no, it I'm going like home. the teacher like, almost kidnapped him. Right. <laughs> or, and that's why I thought it was a dream sequence still. Because yeah. it didn't make yeah, any sense. Make where he's like, okay, and now I'm in the gym. You know, it just it, it made no sense at all. That's what I was, I, I kept thinking he's going to, somebody's going to wake up at some point right. and it's going to be a dream. But like, mm. but, you know, if that character, well, the character is like a closeted gay character, the mm-hmm. Jesse character, maybe he kind of secretly, like in the back of his mind, Kind of liked that the coach wanted to hang out. This hyper masculine guy is, is at this bar and yeah, is also gay. And, and maybe they were right. both kind of like a little wink at each other, like right. without saying anything. They didn't quite go through with it, but there's like yeah. implied Gosh, something's up. Maybe two familiars. Maybe this is a deeper movie than you well, think it's going to be. <laughs> and, you know, earlier I, I mentioned uh, kind of the werewolf type of scenario. I mean, that's kind of what's going on here, right? Like. Freddy takes over someone's body and transforms into Freddy in the real world. Yeah. Maybe that's what's happening too. It's kind of like uh, Jesse's the host. And yeah. uh, that's another thing though I meant to bring up is that this, this idea never gets brought up in the franchise again. I don't think that Freddy ever tries to take over someone else's body to live in the real world again. That right. never really happens uh, which I guess was the goal, is that he wanted to be in the real world again. I don't, I don't know. It didn't really make that much sense. But And, so. oh, go ahead. Mm. Oh. 
I was going to mention some interest, interesting trivia from IMDb. Let's hear it. It says, Brad Pitt, John Stamos, and Christian Slater all auditioned for the role. Oh, yeah. They said that in that documentary. Oh, well. And that Michael J. Fox was also considered for the role. But he <laughs> was committed to Back to the Future and Teen Wolf. Better decisions. I feel like that worked out for him. And then, there is um, never something that never dawned on me that this is the only nightmare film in which the lead character is male. That never dawned on me. But... He also, the actor has also called himself as the first male scream queen, so. Yeah. Well, he's he's kind of a final girl, right? I mean, they did play around with that trope a little bit, where usually it's a female uh, that makes it to the end of the film and is the one at the center of attention and everything. Um, and also, the girlfriend is the one that rescues him at the right, end, yeah. which is kind of different for one of these films. Like, it's very, it's very rare for a horror movie to have... Uh, a male in distress and a female saves him. I feel like that's pretty not done, really. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was interesting, and I don't, I don't hundred percent remember if he did this in um, um, Freddy's Dead with his daughter. I don't think he did though. But this is like the only one, I guess, because Jesse was part of him, mm-hmm. where you see Freddy, the, the exterior Freddy, like expressing or not killing someone, like backing off, like he had tender moments. With Lisa, but that's obviously because of Jesse. But he's—you look at him and it's Freddie, and he's like. So I thought I thought that was kind of cool. That's cool. Um, and also, this is. Have you, do y'all know a TV show called Just the Ten of Us? It was part of TGIF, like back in the '80s. It was about um, a coach that had like ten daughters. <laughs> no. Anyway, it, it was familiar. an awesome show. I liked it. And um, the girl, one of the girls that was on the bus at the very beginning of yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street, she looked familiar to me. And she was on, t- um, she was one of the daughters on TGIF, and so was Heather Langenkamp, and so was the girl in oh, which one is it? Um, the one before Dream Warriors, or the one after Dream Warriors, where the girl turns into the cockroach. Dream Dream Master, is what it's called. Where the girl turns, okay, the girl turns into the cockroach. Mm-hmm. Her, she was also a sister. So it was like three um, actresses in the Nightmare on Elm Street Nightmare on Elm Street franchises were on the same sitcom. Hmm. Well, that's pretty cool. Is, that's I a, think I had known that before, but I had forgot. Huh. Um, yeah, sorry. Um, what were you going to say, Joe? Uh, well, it's not that important. I was just saying that, uh, I was going to say that uh, when the movie opens and you see the bus pull up and he opens the door and it's Robert England as the bus driver. Right. I was just like, oh, is this like supposed to be like a cool cameo? Like, hey, I, I noticed that. But then it, he actually does turn into Freddy. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Well, mm. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I guess you know, back in the day, though, you, you very rarely saw him like in regular, yeah, you know, like, unless you have and stuff. Mm. Yeah. So, um, while we're kind of winding down, uh, I did want to throw this out there because I think we've touched on it a little bit. But since a listener actually asked us a question, this is from Adam. Okay. Uh, uh, at Psycho Cinephile <laughs> on Twitter. It says a lot of people see An Iron Man on Street 2 as a standalone movie because of how different it is, how different in tone and style it is compared to the others. How do you all view Part 2 and how it fits into the franchise? Uh, I know we've kind of touched on that, but since it was kind of a direct question, I mean, basically, how does this stack up or fit into the series as a whole? Where does it fit? Yeah, where do you, and also, I mean, uh, Adam kind of mentioned that it, a lot of fans almost see it as a standalone movie, that you can just kind of watch it as its own film. And he's kind of right about that, right? Like, you could almost yeah. watch this movie as just, like, a haunted house, weird 
possession yeah. movie versus like you don't really need to see the original for this to work. No, I mean, the original. Was I mean, they really... mentioned they mentioned the um the people that lived there before, but because they I guess they do stray so far from what people have come to know Freddie to be yeah. about. Then. But they also they fill you in on that story too yeah. like a haunted yeah. house movie yeah. right like you right. find oh, out like years was ago there. this thing happened right yeah. i mean that's basically what they do it's a standalone yeah. but if i was introducing someone to on elm street that is not the one i would tell them to watch because right. it is so now that i realize it it is so different from the others yeah but again since i've seen all of them pretty much when i was younger and in order i believe like it's hard for me to Take one out. To me, they right. all like are supposed They're to all be there. To you. Yeah, yeah. So. And again, it just has some really iconic lines. Uh, like they that, all that's, have. Yeah. Like like we were watching. I always like to compare Nightmare on Elm Street to Jason, to to Friday the Thirteenth and Are you Team Freddy or Team Jason? We were watching it. Um, I was making the big argument that if you tell, quote one line from any Jason movie. And I'm sure there's someone that can do it, but I mean, it's definitely not going to come from Jason. So yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not. like, yeah, and Nightmare on Elm has so many quotable lines. It's just I don't know. I just think that's it's it's like your taste in monsters, though, because uh, like all my favorite monsters are don't talk or say very little. I mean, you have Frankenstein's monster, the creature from the Black Lagoon, King mm-hmm. Kong. Uh, and Jason, like, like they're all kind of silent or yeah. they can't talk, you know. And they're, I, I don't know, for some reason, that's what I prefer mm-hmm. next to a wisecracker, you know, Daffy Duck type killer. Yeah. Daffy Duck type killer. I mean, he is kind of, I mean, it, it, like, especially towards the end, yeah. like, yeah. Freddy's dead, or, yeah, Freddy's dead. Like, he is literally a Looney Tune character by that point, which is mm-hmm. fine. It's fun, you know, but I just, I kind of like. The monstrous characters a little bit more. So that's how they lure you in. You're like, oh, he's funny, <laughs> and then <laughs> he killed me. You're dead. <laughs> Jason didn't have a 900 number. <laughs> but then, like, what would he say? He just like pick up the phone. And, Hello, is that Jason? <laughs> all, all of my favorite monsters would be that way. Yeah, <laughs> they'd all be confused by a phone, probably. Like, huh? <laughs> Call the Frankenstein line now. <laughs> is this Frankenstein's monster? <laughs> He'd be scared by the phone, too. Like, oh! <laughs> There's a voice inside of it. Oh, so, I'm sorry. I was looking at this trivia, going back to the dance. It says, the dance scene was meant as an homage to Risky Business. Oh, right, yeah. And it says, sensing impending... I don't want to read this. But the, the actor didn't want to do it because he was going to be embarrassed. Um, but it says, he told the filmmakers to roll the camera and he'd give it his best shot. But he later said that... There's nothing I do in that movie that's not written in the script. If you look in the script, it says Jesse bumps his ass against the door three times and gets on the bed and pretends to masturbate. It's all written in the script. <laughs> it literally says pretends to masturbate? It's all written in the wow. script. I didn't make that stuff up. <laughs> we, need, we need to rewatch that scene because I want to see what that thing is that Explode. he like pops out at the end. Because he does, he, I'm telling you, maybe I'm... Well, if he's pretending to masturbate now, I guess yeah. that would make sense. Wow. All right, we're, we're just going to literally watch it. Let's do it. It says one of the inspirations for Freddy's look was the Wicked Witch of the West. Really? Mm-hmm. So cool. that would explain why you say he looks like a I am a genius. Not really. All right. Gather around. Say. 
I wonder if that's how this song became a hit because it was in this movie. <laughs> oh, yes. It says it became very popular at gay clubs. <laughs> yeah, he said that in that documentary that they played this video at gay clubs. <laughs> oh, what the hell is that? Is it like a slide croquet? whistle or something? A slide whistle? Yeah. Did something pop out of it? Yeah. Oh, I think it's like a little thing you push and like something pops out of the end. Uh, so, you're right. Huh. <laughs> Alright. Uh, closing thoughts. Do we want to give this a rating as usual? or Sure. What, what about it, Jeff? What would you give this film? Uh, it's hard to say. I'd probably give it a C. Um, I did enjoy it though. I had a I had a good time watching it. Like it, it made me laugh a lot. Yeah. Even though I don't know if it, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe some of it was intentional. For sure, I think it was. Particularly yeah. like the dance scene was right. clearly supposed to be the lighthearted part of the movie, but um, I don't know. I still enjoyed it though. I thought it was, it was fun. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, a B. I'm too biased to give any of these movies less than a B. Yeah. So it's it's weird. I, I um I enjoy this more than I thought I would. <laughs> yeah. like, like based on memory I have of it and everything. Um, maybe because now I realize maybe some of the people involved were a little bit more in on the joke. Right. Like it's it, something about that makes it better. Yeah. Usually that doesn't go that direction. You yeah. know what I mean? Usually if people are in on the joke and winking at the camera, it ruins it. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I liked it in this. And again, the iconic lines and a couple of the kills I thought were really cool. Um, so I mean, all the problems it has. Oh, and, and the parents are awesome. Uh, oh yeah. Clue, Clue, Clue Gallagher or whatever is the dad as Jesse's dad. I, I think is hilarious. And the parakeet scene. I meant oh, to bring yeah. that up. That bird like, just explodes into flames. <laughs> <laughs> this bird becomes possessed for some strange reason, flies around the living room, terrorizes this family. They cannot handle this little bird, which I think is hilarious. The dad is like so emasculated by this little <laughs> tiny bird flying around. Uh, and then it bursts into flames. And the dad is like has all these theories about what the kid did to the... Like, you're using fireworks! Like yeah, the kid... You made an M80 or whatever. It's ridiculous. Interesting. Another bit of trivia. It says that the producers later regret it that scene. Really? Saying that it was too goofy. I mean, it was, it was really? hilarious. And yeah. it made no sense. Like, what did, what did Freddy do? He, he possessed a bird? Well, in or? that documentary, it says that it's supposed to be sort of like the canary or whatever is like uh, warning the family that there's danger coming. Oh, sort like, of like uh, a canary in the coal mine. Right, 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 right. And uh, that was its way of kind of being like, Friday is coming! And then, <laughs> and then it explodes. It, it, so, by warning the family, it killed the other bird in the cage. Yeah. This will warn the family, and then it attacks the family. I got it. I got it. In that documentary, they also show, like, they had made a prosthetic, like, a fake bird, that, yeah. like, they could, like, a puppet bird, and it kind of, its head almost looked like a Freddy-type yeah. like, bird, you know? <laughs> bird head mixed with Freddy's great. head. Uh, but they said it, it looked too silly, yeah. so they didn't use it. <laughs> but. but but as far as, again, going back to my rating, I, I, entertainment value and like just looking at it as its own film, I, I would give it a B plus, honestly. I had a lot of fun watching it and yeah. would totally recommend it to someone that's a fan of horror movies and 
kitschy humor and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I think anyone would have fun with this, especially as a, in a group setting. I think oh, it'd be a lot of fun. So, yeah. um, based on entertainment, now horror or being scared—that's a whole other story. But yeah. just entertainment, I would give it a B plus for sure. So, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I was. I think it was. Uh, I liked it more than I thought I would. Yeah. I'm Jeff. I'm Kia. I'm Craig. And we just reviewed A Nightmare on Elm Street 2. listeners out there uh, I, I would like to say something what I just want to specify once again no one wins anything <laughs> there are no stakes to this it is only for fun so passions are high despite the fact that this, there are no stakes for this however I am the returning champion and I just want to say it's an asterisk win if ever there was one Okay. So, <laughs> for the final trivia game ever, no, here are the rules. We have to do this every single time. Well, I'm going to re- review the rules here in case some, this is someone's first time listening. Uh, I will ask a series of trivia questions based on a previously selected horror movie. If you know the answer, you can buzz in by saying your first name. Mm-hmm. The contestant who answers correctly will receive two points. If neither contestant knows the answer, a series of multiple choice answers will be read. The contestant who answers the question correctly after being given multiple choice answers will receive one point. If a contestant gives an incorrect answer, he or she is out for that question. The remaining contestant will then have an option to have the multiple choice answers read. Only one answer can be given per contestant per question. This means if a contestant gives an incorrect answer, that contestant will not be allowed to answer during the multiple choice portion should the remaining contestant <laughs> choose to have them read. I'm confused. That's I why it. I wrote it. Okay. I got it. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, so. Which one? Takes, Nothing. Anybody what? got a guess of the uh, what movie? Friday the 13th, though. <laughs> Is it? That was almost the one oh, no. I was going to do. But no, I picked another one. Halloween. Nope. I want to keep guessing. We, we I want like guessing too. Hmm. Oh what what decade? Nineties. Scream. It's scream. Is it, scream? Is it really? Yeah. Uh, oh. Kia will dominate. Boy. This <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> oh, okay. Nice. So, so it's just scream one. Or yeah, just the original. Okay. So, question one. This is a quote. Hands on your buzzers. Your mouths. Who said movies don't create psychos? Movies make psychos more creative. Craig. Craig. Stu. Incorrect. Um, Kia. 
I think if I think Randy is that his name? That's correct. Yeah. Who's is there a stew? Oh, you know what? My bad. It wasn't Randy. I said the wrong answer. Oh. It was Billy Loomis, actually, who said that. Oh, okay. Mm. So no wow. yes. Someone's listening right now and they knew that. Yeah, and they're like, Jeff, that's wrong! It's not Randy! It's Oh wait, no, you got it. There's <laughs> a stew. It's Matthew Lillard. Uh, yeah. Matthew Lillard. Yeah. And Jamie Kennedy is Randy. Mm. Skeet mm. Ulrich. So number two, which of the following was not part of the announcement that Principal Himbry makes over the loudspeaker at Woodsboro Square? Is it? So I have to give you the multiple choice for this one. Yes. Uh, A. Walk in twos and threes. <laughs> B. Students are encouraged to return to their homes after school. C. Avoid strangers. Or D. Final exams will not be issued this semester. You're looking for two answers? Is that which two or not? Uh, which, which of the following was not part oh. of the announcement that Sorry. Principal Henry makes? Craig. Craig. D. Correct. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. What's wrong? Why is everyone reacting so weird? This is an audio <laughs> format. <laughs> what is the name? <laughs> So what calm. is the name of the news program? The, what is the name of the news program that Gail is a reporter for? Ooh. Mm. Choices. Yeah, I need the choices. Okay, they are A. Deadline. B. Hollywood leak. C. Top story. Or D. Newstopia. Kia. Top story. Correct. Did you say? Appreciate it. Is it for sure? <laughs> oh, you're like, top story, appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate that point. Uh, number four, what is the costume that Ghostface wears called? What? What is a costume that Ghostface wears? Yeah, like the, the costume that he, he buys from the store has yeah. a name. What's the name of the costume that he's wearing? Oh. Huh. I want to hear the choices. Please. Is it A, Father Death, B, Time Reaper, C, Ghost Skull, or D, Ghastly Ghoul? Kia. Ghastly Ghoul. Incorrect. Damn it! Is it Ghost Skull? Yeah, Ghost Skull. Man, that was... Wait, that's the answer? No, I said... <laughs> I thought you were... Like... <laughs> that's not the answer. Oh, it's not? <laughs> no, I thought you were, like, clarifying... Like, like, did you say Ghost Skull? Yeah, I, I was. <laughs> Oh. Was that your answer or no? No, no, it's uh, A. Is it A? Well, no, it's ruined because I just gave you, you just eliminate. So this this question is stricken from the record. I, I'm lying my ass off. I was yeah. I was answering with oh, okay. the school thing. Well, it was Father Death was the name of the. Oh. That was the name. You had to see that. that Craig was up thrusting his pelvis in oh, celebration. Don't make things up about me, please. <laughs> Okay, continue. After Sydney is first attacked, what does Billy drop on the floor that leads Craig! her to Craig! It's a motherfucking cell phone! That's correct! Three points is that he didn't have to finish the question. No, I'm kidding. I take being a champion very seriously. He's, oh my He's god. Dignity. Oh my god. Number six. Class. Jesus Christ. What Integrity. is the first thing? Shut up. Sorry. What is the first thing Sydney says to Billy? Through the voice changer once she gets hold of it. Choices. 
Choices, please. Choices. Is it A, are you alone in the house? <laughs> or B, do you like scary movies? <laughs> C, surprise, Billy. Or D, <laughs> I want to play a game. Craig. Hmm. Craig? I want to play a game. Incorrect. What other choices again? Is it A, are you alone in the house? B, do you like scary movies? Or C, surprise, Billy. B. Incorrect. Are you alone in the house? Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, here we go. So, Casey was the character played by Drew Barrymore. Very well. So, which of Ghostface's questions does Casey get wrong? Kia. <laughs> yes. Kia. It's Kia. about um, uh, Jason's mother, Jason Voorhees' mother, who was a killer in the first Friday the 13th. That's correct. Tagging. Wow. Oh, please. At least I'm not resting my pelvis. I don't know what you're talking about. <sighs> okay. All right. What does Stu say is his... Let me start that over. Number eight, what does Stu say is his motive for killing people with Billy? Hmm, I've forgotten. Hmm, choices, choices, yeah. A, boredom. B, he gets off on killing. C, peer pressure. Or D, Kia. just for the fun of it. Kia, peer pressure. Correct. Mm. Mm. Number nine. What does Sydney stab Billy with when she pops out of the closet? Oh! Kia. Sorry. Umbrella. Correct! Didn't say my motherfucking name! Oh! Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. Who does Sydney think would play her in a movie? Oh, Craig! Uh, Pig Nose. Tori Spelling. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! Correct! Oh, pig nose. <laughs> I think you should take his first answer. His first answer <laughs> was pig nose. Incorrect. <laughs> well, I mean, that's still correct. Though. <laughs> it's right here. <laughs> Number 11. Who looks out for Sydney's well-being by telling Dewey that he and his medium muff, Gail, have to leave Kia. the party? Kia. Oh. Wait. Um, Tatum? Tatum. Correct. Oh, that's, uh, Rose what's her name? Alright, let's see. Number 12. Where does Ghostface hide before killing Principal Hembry? Kia. Kia. Oh, shit. Is it his, his closet in his principal's office? Incorrect. May I hear the options, please? Is it A, inside Hembry's closet? Interesting. B, in Hembry's desk? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. C, I can do a hand breeze test. He's like a little pocket. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a little pocket. Like <laughs> uh, C, under Henry's desk. Or D, behind Henry's door. Oh, damn. I don't know. You know the answer now. Uh, it's behind the door? Correct. Hey! I knew that after I said the closet. Number 13. Who oh, said she wants to kill herself? But she realizes that teen suicide is out this year. A homicide is much healthier. Therapeutic expression. Kia. 
Oh, wait. <laughs> Randy. Incorrect. Damn it. Fuck it. Give me those it. options, please. It? Casey Becker, Drew Barrymore, cheerleader in the bathroom, Tatum, Rose McGowan, or the obnoxious reporter, Linda Blair. I'm going to say the cheerleader in the bathroom. Correct. Oh! Linda Blair? Shut up! I don't remember Linda Blair being in the movie. Yeah, she played like one of the reporters. Oh, no. She had like a little cameo kind of. You don't remember that? Especially <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. See, when I try to play a straight game. Yeah. He's just mm. antagonizing. Mm-hmm. Number 14. How many high school students have been killed by the time Principal Henry suspends all classes? Craig, I'm going to say Trace. Incorrect. Choices, please. Is it A, 2, B, 1, C, 3, or D, 5? Um, 2. That's correct. What is the problem with the camera Gail hides in Stu's house? Right. Oh There's a time delay. That is correct. <laughs> Number 16. Gail says that she should be in New York working on a story about which celebrity stalker. Hmm. I need the options. Mm, I have a. I, okay, go ahead. No, I want the choices correct. Guess it. Come on, live on the edge. Get those two points. Is it? A, Oprah Winfrey, B, Sharon Stone, C, Pamela Anderson, or D, Richard Gere? Oh, no, my choice is right there. Kia. Sharon Stone. Correct. I thought, I I was going to say Jennifer Aniston. I thought that was going to be like a friend. Don't mess with the cord. Is this a recording? Make sure. Who said, I never thought I'd be so happy to be a virgin? Craig. I said it. <laughs> Randy! Correct. Next trivia, can we do I Know What You Did Last Summer, part two? I, I, I still know what you did last summer. He, he, but he doesn't design them specifically. I mean, I know, I'm saying, you can find a quiz, I still know what you did last summer. I'll see what I can do. Uh, Don't. <laughs> what term does Stu say he prefers over crazy? Choices. I don't want to. I, I have an idea, but I definitely need choices. Is it A. Mad, B. Psychotic, C. Special, or D. Deranged? Oh. Kia, mad. Incorrect. Damn it. Uh, special. Also incorrect. Ah. The answer is psychotic. Psychotic. Mm. I thought one was challenged or something. <laughs> <laughs> Which scary movie does Casey? Say it's her favorite. Casey's the Drew Barrymore character, just so. Oh, yes. Craig. Oh. You said your name first. I said wow. it way before yeah, you did. did but... Ultimately, probably... it is Jeff though that decides. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on Elm Street. Incorrect. I need the options. What? I thought you knew it. Wow. I don't. Oh, oh. So... That was, was going to be my guess. No. Uh, a Friday the Thirteenth. 
B, Halloween, C, A Nightmare on Elm Street, or D, The Exorcist? Uh, shit. I'm going to say Friday 13th. It's The Exorcist. It is Halloween. Oh. Yeah. Where she's like, you know the guy with the mask? Yeah, Michael Myers. Um, anyway, um, nobody gets a point. <laughs> no, just like her. Um, <laughs> which character actually refers to the killer as Ghostface? Kia. Randy. Incorrect. Damn it. Give me the options. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> is it A, Tatum? B, Sydney? D, wait, sorry. C, Dewey? Or D, Gail? Uh, I'll go with Gail. Incorrect. No, it is Tatum. She calls him that in the garage. Hmm. Interesting. So that started that started it all, huh? Ghostface. Like, oh, Mr. Ghostface, are you gonna you come here to kill me? And he like nods. Okay. What is the name of the janitor at Woodsboro High School? Craig. Freddy. Yes. The power surges from being in the lead. And you know who played Freddy? Fred the, uh... Yes! Craig! Wes Craven did. Yes, but you don't get any points for that one. Ah! Oh, <laughs> that wasn't matter. an official question. Look, I'm going to show you something. Oh my something. god, you see what I'm saying? I never did this. Stop! Oh my god. Next to my name, it says champ. <laughs> On the scorecard, That's people. Disgusting. It says champ next to my name, Craig, That's the champ. It's disgusting. Returning champ. When did I do this? It's disgusting and sad. Please, next question. It's a disgraceful display. <laughs> Which film? Did... <laughs> Jeff is like the Alex Trebek. Like he's all about it. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're at 22. How many questions are there? 87. No, 25. <laughs> oh, down the wire. boy. Which film does Randy say the cops should watch in order to figure out the local murder case? Uh, Craig. Halloween? Incorrect. Choices. Is it A, Prom Night, B, The Howling, C, Carrie, or D, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I hope, and I think it's Prom Night. Correct. Boo. Three more to go. Which of the following is not a horror film rule mentioned by Randy inside Stu's house? Gotta hear the motherfucking options. Is it A, you will not survive if you have sex? B, you will not survive if you ask who's there? C, you will not survive if you drink or do drugs? Or D, you will not survive if you say, I'll be right back? Uh, Craig, it's B, who's there? Correct. I knew it! Damn it! Oh my god, that's... I don't do... Okay. I'd like to hear the next question, please. Uh, okay. I was trying to think of something else that he could have been doing, making that noise. <laughs> I had to go to the bathroom or something. I was throwing front kicks. No. Number 24. What is Dewey's real name? Damn. Choices. Is it A. Drew? B. Dwayne, 
see that was for the Dwight. Kia. Oh fuck. Uh Dwayne. I got feelings too, Dwayne. It's not <laughs> correct. No! <laughs> uh, oh. Is it, uh, you said Dwayne? Uh, Douglas. Also incorrect. It's Dwayne. Thank you. This last question is worth that. 18 points. Oh. Is there any way? I can't even win, can I? Nope. What's the point? Listen, what does Sydney do? To keep Ghostface from getting into her room. <laughs> Option? Yeah. Uh, a. Stab him with a box cutter. B. Blocks the bedroom door with her closet door. C. Blocks the bedroom door with her bed. Or B. Pulls off mask. Craig. B. You be winning! Yay! Mm. That's right. What was it? What was B? B was Locks box the bedroom door, door with her closet, closet door. door. Um, Jeff, as the <sighs> as the host, will you give us the final score? Oh my god! Eleven to fifteen. Craig is the winner. Decided, Victor. Was it just by one point, two points? Did I do this? <laughs> no, I was not this bad. Listen, sometimes you have to be your oh own promoter. God. All right. I'm the reigning champion. <sighs> Two-time champion. Uh, that, the last we, time is questionable. Have we we played four okay. times now? Uh, yeah. I think so. He has won twice. I've won twice. Next time is the rubber match. It will decide that. Last the time is questionable. Oh, you sound like a sore loser. No, I sound like someone who's cheated. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you listen to a happy winner. So now we have to take the picture of of us together. No! When I won, no, no. When I won, did we take pictures? No. Did you take it? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm not posting it. What? Why not? That's a great picture. No, it's not. No, it's not. Delete it immediately. <laughs> can you send that to me so I can put it on the Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was trivia with Jeff, Kia, and Craig. Thank you for joining us. Maybe next time I can be the host. We got the tiebreaker. We got the, the official tiebreaker, unless you want to just officially declare me well, the winner. Can it? Make sure it's a movie that we both know, please. Listeners, you can uh, direct <laughs> don't, message me. Don't, don't select like Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are back. And uh, I just wanted to... We had, we had a couple of... Uh, well, actually, we had one listener message via Twitter. Um, they sent us um, 
a question. Uh, this is from at batcat37. Batcat. Name a horror movie you watched as a kid that ruined your sleep for years to come. Jeff, would you like to start us off? Well, the movie I saw, I wouldn't say it ruined my sleep for years to come, but it definitely scared the hell out of me. And it wasn't even, actually wasn't even technically a horror movie. Kind of was. Terminator 2. (laughs) The, uh, The scene where the atom bomb goes off. Really? Yeah, that because that scared the shit out of me. Because uh, I remember asking my dad, like, could that really happen? My dad's like, yeah. He's like, ah. he like, yeah, any moment. He's like, what? Like, well, yeah, those bombs exist, and like, yeah. somebody set off nukes in Los Angeles, wow. and you were in Los Angeles. Boom! That's You're like, in fact, it has happened before. You're mm-hmm. like, what? Yeah, yeah. It, it really did. That's, it like yeah. it scary. terrified me because that. Uh, yeah, so I was very like afraid of. Uh, Bob going off and and like just the end of the world. That's a that's a pretty thing. great answer. I mean, uh, that's cool. You know, and I, and I took it for granted that anyone would take that literally or like yeah. would take it that that seriously or whatever. Yeah. Like, I bet our parents' generation that would resonate a little bit more with maybe too because they were actually yeah. legit scared of that happening for a couple of decades there. Yeah. Although I guess now Human we are crisis. also yeah. being more and more scared of that happening with our current administration. Yeah. God bless America. Uh, what about? Do you have any uh, like actual horror movie like that, you know that that kind of messed? I know you said you didn't get into it until you're uh, much older, but yeah, was there one that was, you saw as a kid that kind of disturbed you? I was always just like too afraid to watch like legit horror movies when I was a kid. I mean, I, I watched like you know Monster Squad, yeah. Frankenstein, stuff like that. But uh, I'm trying to think if there's like an actual. Uh, I feel like I'm gonna remember it later, but yeah, let's um, come back to it. Yeah, I think, I mean, it was stuff like um, Unsolved Mysteries, like the ghost episodes of Unsolved Mysteries. Some of those freaked me out, yeah. too. Yeah, That really scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. In fact, I remember very vividly watching the one about the um, uh, the Queen Mary, and that woman's like going up the escalator, and she turns around, and that guy's standing there, and then she turns back around, and he's gone, and then you see like the wet footprints of the kids, but you don't see the... The kids in the pool. Unsolved Mysteries could be really yeah. messed up. And then there, there was an episode I remember really vividly of um, it was a haunted bar or like a haunted hotel in the mm-hmm. bar area. Uh, apparently, like, you know, someone cleaning up or whatever saw a little boy at the bar and he was spinning a glass. Like, yeah. he was like, it was like his back was to you and he was spinning uh-huh. a glass at the bar. And some, you know, the person cleaning was like, uh, you know, what, what's this kid doing here? And, and started to say, like, excuse me, or, you know, who, you know, that whole thing. And when the kid turned to look at her, he was, like, disfigured. Like, his face was really fucked oh, up or yeah. whatever. And it was very, to me at the time, I mean, I was probably seven, eight. Uh-huh. Uh, just seeing that kid turn, it was like, <gasps> you know, it, it scared me in the moment. And then uh, later that night, I think my mom had, like, or someone had some dishes in the mm-hmm. sink. Yeah. And they settled. And I heard, like... You know what I mean? I was sitting on the couch and I heard like from the kitchen, you know, like glasses clink and everything. And I was like, oh, like I was just thinking that kid like, like, you know, at at the kitchen, you know, in there. I was like, oh my God, like, here we go. You know, Uh, I remember that really vividly. That that show had some moments. scared me, but it didn't, it wasn't the ghost stuff. It was like the actual crime stuff. Because I would like always make sure the doors were locked after I watched an episode. Yeah. Yeah. 
That was a frightening <laughs> show. The, uh, the thing that was so scary about Unsolved Mysteries is it's presented as a news program almost. Yeah. Like, it did, like as a kid, I, I didn't separate I didn't it. hear the music. No. Yeah. For sure. I, I pictured it almost like a 2020 type show when I was yeah. a kid. I didn't separate it from like sensational, sensationalism and entertainment versus yeah. like the real news. To me, it felt like the real news. But it was real. Well, I mean, I mean, they they were reenacting actments, but I mean the 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 stuff about because a lot of the unsolved mysteries were like crimes and yeah, stuff. That was and real. some of them were like you know I I was born a twin and I want to meet my long yeah. lost twin. Like yeah. some of them were pretty mundane, yeah. but I mean anything that has like oops, anything that has ghost stories and Sasquatch and stuff like that. And I mean, aliens it's, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's not really. Yeah, it definitely, like, with that, especially with that theme song and, like, how Robert Stack was always kind of, like, standing in the shadows with, like, smoke and everything. Or, <laughs> yeah. like, he's like, I'm, this is Unsolved Mysteries. I'm Robert Stack. <laughs> and, uh, but, but I was going to say about that, that ghost episode with the Queen Mary. Uh, I remember that night just, like, waking up screaming and my mom was like, what's going on? And I was like, the ghosts, they're going to get me. And whatever. my mom was like, you're not allowed to watch that show ever again. And then... The, the, the Queen Mary's coming for me, mother! No, no, I'm never going on that ship. Cut to, like, 20 years later, I went and had dinner on the Queen Mary and the whole time I'm like, this did you really? Did you know this boat is haunted? This boat is so haunted. But she watched, we could go look for ghosts. Like, that's all I talked about the whole time we were on there, too. And uh, I remember, like, I had a date. This I was. Um, this girl was like, uh, you know, hey, and she lived near Long Beach. She's like, hey, have you ever been to the Queen Mary before? And I immediately was just like, uh, no. And then she's like, oh, we should go have dinner there. And I was like, like on 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 the boat. She's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, let's do it. And um, we were getting in there, and like before we even got on the the boat, I was just like. You know this place is haunted. Right? She was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard that." And uh, then after we ate, like, went into this other area where there was like a little bar area, and it there was like no one in there. It was like on a Monday night or something, and it was uh, it was kind of dark, and we were like the only ones in this little bar area, and it was just like I kept looking around, like I'm gonna see a ghost or some walk by, I'm gonna be like, "Look right there," you know, but like nothing happened. <laughs> I kept hoping or wanting something to happen, which is ironic because, you know, I had such a terrifying thing that, like, happened to me as a kid after watching that. But, so. Kia, what about you? You have a, a movie you I saw as a child. haunted my nightmares yeah. for years. Nothing's haunted my nightmares for years. Because I, I don't think I've ever had a n- nightmares. I've had, like, bad dreams. But the only nightmare that I remember having where I, I like, I actually, like, sat up in bed and was like, oh. And then, like, had to go back to sleep. Was after seeing Nightmare on Elm Street. And I'm pretty sure it was probably the same night we saw, I think it was Dream Child. That's the one that came out in 89. So I would have been seven. Mm. And there was a part in that movie when the guy's on a motorcycle and he dies. And in my dream, I was, like, on a motorcycle with Freddy Krueger. And I, like, died. And I, like, sat up in bed like that. That's the only time I've ever sat up in bed. That's the only time I've ever woken up from a nightmare scared. Ever in my entire life. What about this? Uh, like as a kid, seeing a movie and it disturbed you, and it, it was in your thoughts for a long time afterwards. Not like literally woke you up in a nightmare, but it made it hard to go to sleep. Probably, Hellraiser was really creepy to me because the Cinnabot, Cinna, Cinnabites, Cinnabites, yeah, were so Delicious. evil. <laughs> Cinnabons. <laughs> they were so evil looking. Right. They were just 
I've never had never seen anything that just looks so evil. That really scared me to 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 imagine that there's a box and you open it and these this evil is there. Just that Hellraiser creeped me out. Um, yeah. I may have even mention this on the podcast before. Uh, my, my my answer is not very original for anyone roughly our age. Um, if you grew up in the late '80s, early '90s, there was a little film called Pet Cemetery, and there was a character called Zelda, who uh, was really terrifying. And uh, there's a couple sequences in Pet Cemetery where Zelda, the character, is uh, someone that's bedridden and has like a twisted spine. There's some kind of real mm-hmm. element for it, and uh, she. There's one sequence where she's suffering and she dies. Spoiler. Uh, and there's another scene where um, uh, one of the main protagonists of the film uh, has like a almost like a flashback or like a sees like a ghostly image of Zelda in in her house and she's like in the corner and she's you know like I see you Rachel ah, I'm gonna break your back and you'll never walk again yeah. you know this whole thing and um, that scared the shit out of me like that 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 bothered me enough to where if I ever entered a room. Like, I would look for her in the corner. Like, I would be like, she's going to be in the corner. She's going to pop up and fuck yeah. with me. or Like, and sometimes I would sense her, like, behind me sometimes. Like, if I was walking down a dark, dark hallway, I would be like, she's over my shoulder. And I would, like, have to, like, look just to make sure she wasn't yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So, like, as a little, not a real little kid. I mean, I was probably, like, 10. But young enough to where it, it disturbed me and I just thought about it a lot. I don't think I ever had a nightmare about it, though. Or had yeah. trouble going to sleep or anything like that. Actually, no, I'll take that back. I probably had trouble a couple times falling asleep thinking about her, like, in the corner somewhere, you know, like, yeah. Just yeah. popping up, <laughs> you know, like, I'm trying to sleep, so. <laughs> and for me, even though that was my only nightmare, it's like, at that age, I don't think I was, I was always scared after I saw a horror movie. I, yeah. I don't ever remember seeing a horror movie as a kid and not being scared. That's a good point. Like, cause, yeah, that, that's something, because, because, uh. I mean, I think you've talked to my parents about, you know, they mentioned it around you. Like, I, I saw all kinds of horror movies when I was a very, very young kid because my aunt that lived next door, she would show us everything. She loved horror movies and, you know, Stephen King and reading horror novels and stuff. Yeah. So she would show me and my cousin, like, legit horror movies when we were four or five years old. And we loved them. We were never in the moment scared or like, don't turn this off, please. Like, we, we, we ate it up. But when I went home... Uh, at night or whatever, like I would freak out and, and I could not go to sleep or I'd wake up in the middle of the night. I'd hear my dad snoring or whatever and it would scare me. <laughs> and I would always go into my parents' room and just stand there. <laughs> just going like, I hope one of them wakes up at some point, you know, and realizes yeah. that, I, that I'm scared because I would be too embarrassed to wake them up or I, would knew, I knew they'd be annoyed with me. So I, I would just like stand there and then like, yeah, my mom would, will always tell me stories about how she'd be asleep Talk and just, about scaring someone yeah, she, she would like be asleep and just sense someone and be like huh like wake up and I would just be standing right there like it's me like, you know uh, it's me your son Craig yeah you ask your mom what are your nightmares about the hell I would my always wake up and there was my little figure. freaky kid yeah uh, yeah and it got to the point Sorry. where as I grew older I still had that problem and I would just like sleep at the foot of my parents bed like I'd be like well like you know I would just like sleep there or whatever <laughs> Um, and that took a while to grow out of, to be totally honest. I was like, what, seven or eight before I stopped doing that stuff. Yeah. So, um, 
so, so yeah, as much as I love the genre and everything, it did probably fuck me up a little bit yeah. before I had that separation of, you know, what's real and what's not. So. So that's the best part of it, though. Oh, it is. <laughs> and that's probably why I love it so much as an adult, or part of the reason. So, great question, yes. Twitter follower. Um, do we want to talk about what's making us scared this yeah. episode? Sorry. You want to start us off, Kia? Sure. What's making <laughs> what's making me scared has nothing to do with horror movies. Excellent. But it, <laughs> but it has everything to do with horror. And that is that I watch a lot of investigation discovery because I, speaking of being scared about unsolved mysteries, I am fascinated by true crime TV shows. So investigation discovery. I used to watch the first 48, but I stopped. Um... But anything on Investigation Discovery, like, I will just put on Investigation Discovery and, like, read and just watch what's going on. Um, and I saw a commercial where they're, they're, they're having, like, an ID con, like, Comic Con, but it's ID con. Hmm. And apparently their first one was last year. And that always seemed kind of weird to me because even though I'm fascinated by it and I enjoy watching the shows... I mean, it's it's true stories, and there are real people behind the stories, and real people that are deceased because you know. And so it always is weird to me when I watch it when I see their commercials and they're like, "Enter the sweepstakes, and you could be on ID as a dead body." I think that's poor taste, <laughs> mm. and I think an ID con just seems, and they and they model it after Comic Con, and you go to Comic Con to celebrate the awesomeness that is in comics and. Various genres. So, are we celebrating the awesomeness that is homicide? It's just weird to me. Um, and and I googled that. I was like, ID con, weird. And there's an article that I saw that popped up on like Vice, where it was talking about how there's like this weird fascination with true crime things. And again, I enjoy watching it, but I also realize that it's a line. It's weird to. I don't know. It would be weird to go to ID con and just. So, I don't know. Are they going to have like an artist row? I mean, like, I don't understand I, what they're going to. It's weird. To it's me. tough. I mean, like, and I think we've had this conversation. Yeah. I don't think it's been on the podcast before, but I, I don't know if it's just because, like, I work so closely with uh, crime and, and, you know, I hear these stories in real life a lot and have to work around it a lot. But, like, none of that stuff really intrigues me that much like mm-hmm. like true crime stuff and like all these podcasts that talk about serial killers and you know horrible events and everything um, like I don't think there's anything wrong with it if you enjoy it and that's what you want to listen to and everything but just to me it's just never it's never hooked me in that way and I don't know if that's why it's just because I'm around it for real so like um, I, I don't know like there's something weird to me about celebrating other people's misery uh, but is I mean, it, I love horror, so I, I don't know. And that's know, why I think there's, I know. there's a difference between like watching the TV show and like going to IDCon because I feel like the IDCon part is kind of like celebrating it, yeah, as opposed to watching it because it's interesting and you watch it for different reasons. I don't watch it because you know I'm fascinated by death or whatever, but I watch it because I like to see how crimes get solved and how people screw themselves up. Yeah. By, tr- by trying to outsmart police officers and stuff like that. Um, 
So that's why I watch it. But I do, I would draw the line. I can't imagine ever being like, I want to go to IDCon. And I don't know. It, that, that part's weird to me. But maybe, maybe these conventions, they have, um, like, what do you call it? Uh, not classes, but seminars on, you know, investigation and forensics and that sort of thing. I mean, so maybe there's educational value in it, maybe. They probably uh, do. Know. And I know they have, like, some of the people of the sh- like that do the shows, like the reporters that do the shows there. Right. But again, it's weird to me because these reporters are, are kind of becoming celebrities off of something that seems really devastating. And I bet the casual fan of IDCon isn't like truly interested in like learning stuff. Maybe. I don't know. People love it. So, mm. yeah. I Mm. Yeah, I was wondering, like, what could, what would you possibly do at an ID con? Like, what? Yeah, like, are like, how are they going to fill the floor? Because at comic cons, they fill the floor with your selling stuff and artists. Like, how are they going to? True, an artist row at ID con would be really macabre to say the least, right? That's what I'm saying. And they're it's 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 just weird to be. And their commercials are so weird too. Their commercials are all like gotta have my ID and it's like it's just weird because these are actual people I like the channel but I acknowledge that there's only you know there's a line that shouldn't be crossed so in my opinion yeah hmm. that, that is disheartening yeah. <laughs> way there's conventions for it yeah. Yeah. there is, there is kind of a difference I don't know it's kind of yeah. intangible like what the difference is really but uh, I don't know <laughs> What's scaring Craig this time? Uh, I, I don't have anything really deep. Um, recently, uh, just ongoing clearing out uh, grandparents' home. Uh, recently deceased grandparents, somewhat recently deceased. We're just kind of getting around, going through their things and everything. And uh, we discovered, uh, or my parents discovered, uh, some old photographs, and um, they gave me a few things uh, from my grandfather um, about his military service in World War II, and just you know some of his paperwork. Uh, I found out some fun stuff about him, like for instance, uh, he only went uh, got through freshman year of high school, hmm. um, which I, I never realized. I thought he was you know at least like a couple years college, or right. you know, because he was he was a very smart guy. Um, but this is kind of fun stuff like that. But uh, in the photographs that my parents gave me, uh, my grandmother, for some reason, or I guess it's not that weird, but she had uh, some Halloween photographs of me. Um, so I, I found there's one of me as Dracula or whatever from back in the day. It's fun. And uh, I also found um, uh, Christmas when my cousin and I got proton packs. Oh, the no. Ghostbusters proton packs or whatever and you could see on her face we're like holding the packages over our heads <laughs> and we're both like oh fuck yeah. like yeah we're just yeah. super excited so uh, just kind of loosely in the realm of horror you know kind of nostalgic photographs of me and you know stuff that I loved as a kid Monster Squad Ghostbusters stuff yeah. like that it's, it's kind of cool to have like some tangible evidence yeah so, I saw the Dracula picture yeah I posted it on Instagram yeah I recognized the the doorway and the doorstep yeah. there. I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah." And my sister did my makeup, and it, it's funny because unintentionally she made me look like uh, one of the misfits. 
Like I look like I look like Glenn Danzig, or whatever. She did my hair like the Misfits kids or whatever, yeah. and uh, my eyes like I have like black makeup on my eyes yeah. or whatever, you know. So I'm kind of a punk rock uh, Dracula type of situation going on. So yeah, that's that's what's making me scared this week. Hmm. Well, for me, I uh, like I said earlier, I went to um, what do you call it, Monster Palooza, uh, and. I didn't buy a lot, but what I one of the things I did buy there was uh, well, a couple of things. I bought a magnet and this keychain that uh, looks like the creature from the Black Lagoon, and they were both sculpted by a really talented artist named Jody Bonham, and uh, his stuff is really cool. I've actually been following him on Instagram for about a year now, and. Uh, I knew he was gonna be there, so I kind of had it in mind when I got there. Like, I'm gonna see what he has and maybe buy something from him. But uh, I think his stuff is really cool, and uh, he's on uh, Instagram. I think it's just his name, Jody Bonham, and uh, I think his the title of his you know artwork thing is Monster Maker Lab. You you <laughs> brought the the keychain in. It's gifted to me, yes. correct? Uh, and it's it is actually really really cool. It's it's the color is very vivid and the sculpt is fantastic. It's, you want to take a picture of it? Yeah, I was going to put it on Instagram for yeah. you know for the listeners. You can yeah. tag the the guy in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll yeah, it's, it. uh, he had like three different color options for that too. That there was this bright green color that I gave you, but then there's also he had a black and white version and then one that's more sort of like a screen accurate style. Yeah, kind sort of. of like a you know like a forest green. Yeah, I like the neon green. It's, yeah. it's fun. Yeah, it's got a cool side profile too. <laughs> it's, it's like it's cool. Yeah, it's almost like a cartoony look. Yeah, it's a little exaggerated, but it's yeah. still it's one hundred percent. You know exactly what it is. Yeah. I mean, there's no question. So Excellent. yeah, I recommend checking this stuff out. Nice, Jody Bohan, Baham, Bonham, Bonham, rather. Yeah, B O N H A M. Yeah, Jody Bonham, J-O-D-Y-B-O-N-H-A-M. Yeah, and he sells stickers and little figurines and... Nice. Where's he based out of? Uh, he lives in Chino Hills, California. Very nice, very nice. Jeff just showed his picture. Very <laughs> handsome man. Um, so what's next, guys? Do we want to pick our next film? or I picked the last one, so I think it should be one of you guys. I was actually thinking... Last night, part two? No, one of the classic Universal monster movies would be a fun one to do. Well, you and I would cream our jeans over that, but <laughs> Kia is going to be like, when it's stab her eyeballs. Um, That's not true. We watched, I watched some. <laughs> I suffered through some. Which one would it, which one would it yeah, be? Yeah, which one, what are we doing? Yeah. Or How some of the ones uh, Son of Frankenstein. Son of Frankenstein. Yeah. Noise. Let's do that. All right. Son of Frankenstein. The final Karloff portrayal yes. of the monster. Yes. Have we seen that? With Bela Lugosi mm-hmm. as Igor. Yeah. It's, it's a classic. It, and it's the third installment of the original Frankenstein cycle. So, And it's the one that they based a lot of the stuff from uh, Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Young uh, Frankenstein works as a sequel to a Son of Frankenstein. Yeah. If you, you know what I mean? If you watch them back to back, they kind of work as... Like in joint, joint. Is it a silly yeah. son of Frankenstein? No, no, no. It's okay. pretty straight, but it, but it's fun though. It, there's a lot happens in it, and uh, Bella Lugosi's really great in it. So, yeah, is it? Um, I mean, we can watch it because you own it, I own yeah. it. But 
is there a way like oh, an easy yeah. way listeners could get to it? I'm wondering. It's on YouTube to rent. Yeah, you can you can rent it on Amazon Prime for three ninety nine. HD. Cool, Daddy O. Dad, Dad, Daddy O. Okay, so next week, or next next time we record, it's going to be Son of Frankenstein, Jeff's pick, the classic Universal monster film from the nineteen thirties. Thank you for listening to the Half-Assed Horrorcast. You can find us on Instagram at Half-Assed Horrorcast, Facebook at Half-Assed Horror, Twitter at H-A Horrorcast, and you can send us an email at Horrorcast at gmail.com or visit our website, HalfAssedHorrorcast.com. Horrorcast.com.